I'm Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everybody. It's Megan and Jen. We're back for episode two. And we, of course, want to start by thanking everyone for their support, both you know, following our Facebook page, downloading episode one, and also subscribing, of course, to the podcast itself. We're super pumped and super thankful. So thank you again for showing up for episode two. Now, of course, we realize that right now traveling might not be in the forefront of everyone's minds, but this also means it might be the perfect time to look forward to the future and really consider saving for travel since right now we can't actually go anywhere. So why not start now? Yeah, we also understand that traveling isn't something that people can easily afford, especially in this uncertain time where people might have lost their jobs or been laid off. And so we hope to provide some tips on stuff that you can do to save money, even if you just wish to travel locally. Yeah, and I know, Jen, that your travel blog in particular has a really big focus on saving money for travel and also debt management and becoming debt-free. So really, how did you sort of get your start with that theme? What brought you to uh, to that understanding and that point? Yeah, so my blog is called Will Save for Travel. So we definitely have a big focus on saving money and personal finance. And so I got started basically because we had about $26,500 in debt. And it was really hindering our ability to travel because we wanted to travel more, but the debt repayment was just taking over our budget. So um, I really got into paying off the debt so that we could travel more. And it we became debt-free last July. So almost- Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Very exciting. And so, yeah, travel is definitely what we like to do with our money. So that's why we started paying off our debt. Awesome. And I think that really fits well into what we're going to talk about this week. Again, saving money for travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my first tip for saving money for travel is to build it into your budget. Uh, So obviously being a personal finance blogger, I'm a big fan of the budget and (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not everybody's favorite thing, but trust me on this one, just build it into your budget. Even if it's a small amount to start, I mean like $25 every two weeks or every payday or something like that. It really does add up over time, especially if you have a really big trip that you want to take, you can definitely start saving for a couple of years and uh, and you'll definitely get there. Yeah, and I think if anybody can relate by thinking if they have like a loony or a toonie jar for Canadians anyway, um, that you can just throw your change into a jar and you know, six months later you look and you're like, how did I get all this money? And that's kind of the same idea here. Even if it is a small amount, like you said, $25 weekly or bi-weekly or whatever the case is, and just don't pay attention to it for a minute and see how quickly it can sort of add up. Definitely. And I think, you know, In terms of um, saving that money, something that's really worked for us is automatic transfer to a savings account. So we actually opened a new account um, specifically for this and then set up weekly, which works for us, auto transfers. And again, after a while, you don't notice the money. It becomes part of what your lifestyle is. Um, And those automatic transfers really do save you from thinking, hmm, 
I can't really afford it this week. I don't think I'm going to put it in there. So that automatic transfer has really helped us. And we've probably been doing that since 2017 when we seriously started to consider going to Iceland. So to save for that, it's expensive. We'll talk about that in a future episode. (laughs) Um, But it really did help us prepare for that. Is that something that you do? We do. Yeah, we do automatic transfers. We do it every payday. And it. I wanted to say that in the personal finance world, we call this paying ourselves first. Ooh, so, I like it. I know, so fancy. So it just means that uh, you're actually paying yourself. So putting money in your savings account or to debt repayment as well, uh, something like that, before you go out and spend your money so that you hit your goals faster instead of trying to save what's left over at the end of the right. month because oftentimes there's not as much left over as you yeah. thought. Been there, done that. That's for sure. (laughs) And definitely save, even when you're not planning a trip. You know, we don't really have anything planned right now, but we're still adding to that account and it'll be ready whenever we're ready to book something. Hopefully. Well, you (laughs) do. Yeah, you're exactly right. One hopes it's soon. And you're exactly right because there have been times, and I'm sure people will understand this too, where you're like, "Mm, maybe I could use the money a little bit more right now. I'm not really planning for anything. But again, just like the auto transfers, keep it up if you can. Obviously, if there's a big reason you can't, it's understandable. But even if you're not planning to go anywhere, it'll be great even if you do something local. Yeah, definitely. I think it like you said, it's, it's making it part of your lifestyle. So just leaving that automatic transfer, just roll and roll and roll, just make travel part of your lifestyle. (laughs) Exactly. Definitely. And I think another key point to that is keeping yourself accountable. So you mentioned printable savings trackers. Now this is so not in my wheelhouse. So I'm going to hand that over to you. I do not have a printable savings tracker. I do. So we did a, um, a debt repayment tracker on our fridge when we were paying off debt. And so it was like a thermometer that we colored in as we were paying off our debt. And then after that, while we were planning our next trip after we paid off debt, which was to Disney, we had a little paper on the fridge with Mickey Mouse heads in it. And each Mickey Mouse head was worth like $100 or something. And so every time money went into that account, we just colored it in. So it was a nice visual on where we were at on our goals. And it just kind of helps remind you that you're that you have a goal, that you're saving for something, you know, it's like, oh, I really want to buy this $100 or whatever, whatever. That doesn't mean that much to me, but that money could go into the savings account for a trip. So you, it's about priorities there. No, I definitely think, think so too. And from the sounds of it, you've made it a fun Mickey Mouse heads. Yeah. Yay. And <laughs> <Not> then <laughs> it's also an activity. Yeah. And then secondly, it's visual. And I think we all go to the fridge, you know, how many multiple times a day. So when you can, it can stare you in the face and sort of say, this is what you're doing this for. It makes a bigger impact. Definitely. Yeah. And I think also that people might think when I say this, but another key is found money could go into the travel account. So whether that's a tax return, whether it's a small bonus at work, whatever the case might be, if travel really matters to you and it's something, again, that you can put that found money toward, it is a great place to put it. It's additional. It could buy you during your trip wherever. It could buy you a meal. It could buy you a hotel night. Just something to keep in mind that, again, if you're able to, 
and you come across some money, which I mean, sounds amazing. You can just put it into that travel account. And again, it's a little bonus you didn't expect. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even have to be big. It can be like birthday money, Christmas, like that sort of thing. We tend to get like some gift cards or uh, like travel related gift cards or um, money for like Christmas or birthdays. And so that usually goes into a travel account too. Yeah, definitely. If you know where you want to go, do some research on the cost because that will help you uh, know how much you need to save, Uh, (laughs) which is very important. So research like the, just the general um, things to do in the destination where you want to go, like that sort of thing. If you need a car, well, how much accommodations are just so you can get like a rough tally of how much you'll need to save. And then I usually go ahead and look at when I want to take that trip and see how far away it is and then divide that by the number of weeks or paydays and to see how much I need to save in that time. Yeah, I think it's really key to sort of break it down through that research. Because even if you're going, let's say if you are making a big international trip, like we recently had friends who went to Romania and their money has like zero to do with Canadian dollars. So, you know, 500 of their money, what does that mean for me? Like, and you can really, I mean, the internet's there for these types of things to really do, you know, what does 500 whatever in this currency actually buy me? And then it can really help you understand that in your own currency and say, I need to save X amount to actually make this happen. Um, And you could even go online too and do a, like a faux car rental and see what the prices could be. Um, I just think it's going to be important important to understand, am I going to an expensive place, an inexpensive place, medium, whatever the case might be. And you also may have to then adjust those, if possible, automatic transfers. Mm -hmm. You may have to adjust what that amount looks like. If it's too much for you, you might have to even put that trip off for a later time. So that, that research really is very key. Yeah, I definitely don't advocate going into debt for travel. Never. (laughs) Obviously, being a personal finance blogger, um, it's, you know, I know a lot of people put trips on their credit cards and hope for the best. Yeah, basically don't have a plan how to to pay it off. Please, please, for my personal finance heart, have (laughs) the money saved before you go on this trip because nobody wants to come home to a huge credit card bill with no idea how to pay it off. So um, we also wanted to talk about how to save money while you're away, after you've left and you're on your trip, things that you can do while you're already there to stay within your budget. Um, things like overlooked expenses are huge money suck on travel budgets. Everybody thinks about the hotel, the car rental, the plane tickets, but there's so many little expenses that I, even as a person who travels a lot, forget things like airport parking. Yes. Get expensive. <laughs> um, things like snacks during the day. Everybody thinks about the meals, but most of us snack in between meals. So we do. Even those like five dollars expenses really add up. Cell phone plans. If you want to use your cell phone while you're overseas um, or in a different country, that can add up. Tips and like hotel resort fees are things that people don't always look into. And all of those things, especially when you add them all up together, can be hundreds of dollars and it can just blow your budget. So look for those things, plan for those things as much as you can. I know that uh, we've definitely (laughs) made a lot of mistakes in those (laughs) things, but 
<laughs> well, so have we though. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense because you're just sort of thinking food, plane, uh, car, and then we'll be there and it's fine. Hotels, we need somewhere to sleep. We know that. But we often have gotten places, especially in, in Europe, and there's like, there is no on-site parking. Mm-hmm. So we didn't plan, we planned to stay here for three days, but we didn't plan to play three days of Euro parking. And so it really is, like you said, a money suck or a budget suck because you were like, I was going to spend that money on this or a nice dinner out or whatever the plan might be. So it really is important to sort of think outside the four major categories and understand, you know, I need to have a little bit extra for things that do pop up. Definitely. And I think another thing too, when you are thinking about the destination you want to go to and you're having to obviously book hotel stays, maybe consider local hotels. I know when we went to Ireland last year, there were, I don't think we stayed in one chain. I think we stayed in all sort of small locally owned hotels and we got some really great deals. We all know, of course, too, that there's Airbnb, but you'd really do with that site have to watch out for high service or cleaning fees because you think, oh, that's not much a night. But then you sort of get that final total before your book and you're like, how did it become so expensive? So yeah. I think it's really key in that regard too. And then you know, sometimes you can contact places directly rather than using, you know, a third party site and maybe they'll have a better deal. Have you sort of had any experience with any of these saving you money? Yeah, um, we tend to stay in local hotels. Airbnb can be hit or miss definitely with the fees. Like you have to be really careful and definitely I've been leaning towards contacting the hotels directly now. I know I mentioned that before in the last episode, we have used sites um, like Expedia and hotels.com in the past, but I am now more wary of using third-party sites. So, And most hotels actually advertise right on their site that you can get a better deal through them. Right. Use so, us. Yes. <laughs> because they get more money from you because they don't have to pay for that. Exactly. Expedia, whatever. The other thing you can do when you're trip planning is to research on whether or not you should drive or fly to that location. I mean, it it definitely depends on how much vacation time you have, where it is. Obviously, from Canada, we can't drive to Iceland. It's just not an option. So, um, but if you're going somewhere that is is within a drivable distance, it just do the research to see if it's worth it. I know personally, a lot of the times we fly because. I'm self-employed. And so taking more days off work to drive is actually not worth it right, for us right. because the savings just doesn't even out on the other end with how much I lose by taking extra days off. Right. Um, but it's just something to consider depending on your situation. And definitely. And I think too, and car versus plane could also be how much money do you have to spend? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, you know, a car trip really is less expensive. If you're, you know, have grander ideas of maybe going to Iceland or Ireland or wherever. Maybe this year though, isn't the right time for you. So keep saving in that regard and use some of the money in the meantime to just take a car trip because it's definitely cheaper. And you know, when the borders open up, if you come from the US to Canada, we're often 25% off. Um, (laughs) And even if we go from Canada to the US driving, the gas is usually cheaper in the US. So we oftentimes wait till we're across the border to refuel. So Just some kind of things to keep in mind where you can get extra savings if that big trip isn't right for you this year. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, we've covered this a little bit, but I think if you are doing the research on somewhere you want to travel and it's just not right for you, maybe sort of revert to, uh, to alternate research and think, hmm, what could be more affordable? So is that local? Is that driving? Oftentimes big cities and popular tourist destinations definitely are more expensive because they know they can be. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really key to sort of try to think outside the box of something that's definitely within your budget and maybe again, put that bigger trip off to another time. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, So some tips like buying food from the grocery store and alcohol from the liquor store can definitely help with food expenses, especially in countries like Iceland was so, so (laughs) expensive. I hear you sister. (laughs) You know, it was just shocking. Um, so always like buying food from a grocery store and even look when you're looking at hotels, look for a place with a kitchen. Um, we've done that at a couple of places in Europe and cooked our own food. And that definitely helps save money while we are away too. A hundred percent. Iceland, the grocery store, literally like we may have come home from that trip in debt if we hadn't gone to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. I think in like 11 days, we ate in restaurants five times and the rest of it was all grocery stores, mostly chips and sandwiches, if I'm going to be honest. And then last year in Killarney in Ireland, we didn't eat out in that city once. We actually, there was a Tesco nearby. We went and we had a kitchen in our place and we honestly cooked. And as far as the liquor store, it's, it sounds, you know, like it might not be actually the case when you hear people say it, but the lower shelves really are cheaper. So look down instead of eye level when you're looking for a bottle of wine and maybe it's not what you'd buy at home, but maybe you have to make, you know, a difficult choice. (laughs) Yes, that is definitely a marketing trick that everything at eye level is more expensive. So even at the grocery store at home, look down. Always there. (laughs) Look, tips for your everyday life. Yeah, not even just travel. (laughs) Um, another big thing, and I know, again, we're referencing Iceland, but that's what comes to mind with this uh, one. I know. It was just so expensive there. I know. So it's Yeah. <laughs> it is for sure. And another thing that harkens back to that trip too are the activities that you're going to do. So of course, there's maybe you know, museums that you've waited a long time to go to. Let's say you're going to Salzburg, Austria, and Mozart is your thing. You know you want to go to the museum there. So there are those things you have to plan for, but Look for free activities. Explore nature. Iceland was just nature for us, pretty much. And thankfully, because again, if we had to pay for those items, we would have came home in debt. But we just got out into nature. And I think that that really does make a big difference if you are into it. If, if you know, seeing the landscape of a new country matters to you, it's usually free. Definitely. That um, reminds me of our trip to Niagara Falls last summer. We stayed on the Canadian side. And if you've ever been there, it is commercial eyes like it is flashing lights wax museums a thousand ways to spend money (laughs) on crap that you don't need and it's kind of ridiculous and we walked across the bridge to the american side which did cost two dollars but look an unexpected expense oh my god (laughs) but we it's a it's a national park over there and so we walked over there and we spent an entire day wandering around the park and I don't think we spent any money except for maybe like lunch and crossing. Right. So it, there's definitely things that you can do that are free or cheap instead of spending a million dollars in a museum that you don't really care about. And you're in it just to 
to spend some time. Yeah, you're in it just to check in on Facebook to show that you did it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doing it for the gram. <laughs> exactly. What do you got up next? Yeah. So um, when you're planning a trip, you might want to consider uh, having a budget for each day. It gives you a little bit of, but giving yourself a little bit of wiggle room. Have you done this before, Megan? Um, really budgeting each day we sort of have. So we do follow another travel vlogger and, and he often at the end, at the end of his videos shows us sort of what he spent in a day and where he spent it. And I just think if that is really important for you for that trip, you know, you scrape together, but you don't have a ton of extra money, really understanding, you know, again, through that research, what are things going to cost me in the run of a day? And like you said, leaving that rig- wiggle room for the unknown. And I think at the end of each day, I always usually, I don't know about you, carry a little notebook with me for like things I want to remember for blogs or whatever mm-hmm. the case might be is use that to track your spending while you're traveling. It's just to ensure that you're at least roughly sticking to that budget. If, if you have no money worries, live your life. But <laughs> if, if you do, uh, like most of us, you need to have that budget just to sort of stay on track. And of course, online banking is there for you to check, et cetera. But I'm sort of like the kind of person that likes to write stuff down. Yeah, we've definitely struggled with this in the past. I'm thinking of our honeymoon five years ago, we went to Europe and we had cash. Like we we didn't really use our credit cards that much. So I found the cash a little bit easier to keep track of because you can just put like some in your wallet and then go with a, throughout the day. And I'm thinking of trips where we've really overspent is times that we haven't used cash and we've just swiped the credit card. Right. And then you're like, oh my God, like how much did we just how did, spend? How did that, that just, happen? What just happened? <laughs> so I think that um, creating a budget for yourself or at least being aware of how much you're spending by writing it down is definitely helpful. And another key that you just mentioned that I never thought of actually is cash versus visa because on your visa, you can really get charged for conversion Mm -hmm. to your home currency that you never um, expected. So getting home in that sticker shock could be even more. And another tip I learned into regards to that is oftentimes it gives you the option of which currency to choose. Mm -hmm. Apparently the key is choosing the option of uh, where you're at. Yeah, the local currency. Yeah, local currency is definitely um, the one to choose. So cash, I know, sort of seems outdated, especially in the time of COVID. Yeah. Um, But I think it's uh, something to consider to help yourself stay on track. Now, now something else that we've sort of come across here that I've not done before is uh, maybe checking Groupons for deals of where you're going. Have you done that? Yeah, I have. Um, We did it in, yeah, we did it in Miami. Uh, about a year ago, year and a half ago now, I guess. And it was actually something that I had never done until then, but we were in a taxi or we were in an Uber and the, we were asking the driver like, Oh, what should we do tonight? Like what would be fun? And he suggested a boat tour. And he was like, do not go to the booth and book that boat tour. You go on your phone, you download Groupon and you buy it on Groupon because there are always deals on Groupon and it's like 75% off on Groupon. So wow. yeah, we did it on that. I think we paid like $10 a person or something for um, uh, Houses of the Rich and Famous boat oh, right. in Miami. <laughs> and it, it was really fun, but I think that they were charging like $25, $35 a person at the, at the ticket booth. So just little things like that, it can definitely add up. 
Yeah. And I think that goes along well too. something that just reminded me of, of me uh, was when we went to the um, Guinness storehouse in Ireland, we actually, right before we got there, bought our tickets online from their website and actually saved money. So even for attractions going to their websites, it's again, worth checking out. Definitely. Yeah. Some places do um, give you a better deal, a couple dollars off or something, but just by buying them online instead of lining up that day to get them. Exactly. And last but not least on our main tips is prioritize the things you really want to do and splurge on them. But again, cut back on other things that are less important to you. So one thing I kind of like to do, and it doesn't always happen because life happens, is when we travel, I like to do one like special meal out. Mm-hmm. pick a place and be like, this is where I want to sort of maybe dress a little bit differently out of my sort of hiking shoes and actually go and have a nice dinner. And that's one thing that we try to do that's a little bit of a splurge for us. So it's if there is something that really matters to you, think about it in advance and plan for it. And then other stuff that's not as important, skip it. If it doesn't matter, it's just going to take money that you you really didn't want to spend anyway. Yeah, definitely. So my whole thing, my whole blog is built around the premise of value-based spending. So spending money on things that are of value to you, which is totally different person to person. Like I get that there are people who love to spend money on magazines or clothes or shoes or whatever it is. That's not my thing. And so it just boils down to you deciding what's really important to you to experience on this trip. Like, why are you there? What are the things that you really, really want to see and experience? And then if other things are not as important to you, don't do them. You know, wax museums are not important to me. Like, I do not care. I don't want to spend $40 (laughs) to go to Madame Tussauds. Like, I just... That is of no interest to me. Yeah. But doing more like unique experiences, boat rides, like that sort of thing, I really like to do. So it's just, it's total personal preference. Yeah. But just like identify those things that, that are important to you and, and splurge on them. We are not saying don't spend any money because that is not what we're about here. No, no. We're just. (laughs) We're just like the value, like you just said, is super key. And I have to say, and Peter laughs at me every single time, but I swear every cafe I pass, I'm like, oh my gosh, we should go have a coffee in there. And like, it's like, I am obsessed with cafes the worldwide. So yeah. he always knows, okay, we're going to have to go into this cafe yeah. or like he eventually has to say, we've had enough of yeah. cafes for the day. So yeah, like whatever is fun for you and matters for you really try to make that a priority. Definitely. So we thought that we could end the episode with some fun facts and trivia Mm -hmm. about us and our travel experience. So Megan, I wanted to ask you, what is the weirdest thing you've done to save money while you've been traveling? It took me a minute to think about this, but then I thought, well, I don't know how weird it is, but it definitely saved us money. We visited Ottawa in 2017. We've been to other country capitals and we felt really guilty for not having visited our own. So we made it a priority in 2017. And thankfully we did because now parliamentary buildings are closed for renovations for like 10 years. So um, we stayed at a hotel in Ottawa. One of the part of their buffet breakfast was pre-made breakfast sandwiches. We knew we were going to stand at a long line to get into parliament. So we're both like, let's wrap some of these sandwiches up and shove them in my purse. My purse always becomes the catch-all. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And then we had them for later when we were like 
you know, partway through the line, really hungry. We didn't have to like step out of line to go grab something to eat. And it really just saved us until, you know, the next meal. And oftentimes when we travel, we don't eat lunch. We just sort of do breakfast and, and, and supper. So it really just saved us from having to do that. And it was free or well, we technically paid for it with the hotel, (laughs) but we were paying for it, but that really sort of helped us. And, and again, I don't know how weird it is, but it saved us money. Yeah. I've I've definitely done that too with, um, (laughs) fruit, like throw, like, Oh yeah. Usually have oranges, apples, bananas kind of thing, throw that in your bag. You can eat that later. But I will tell you, we've done a couple of maybe odd things. So in 2013, we drove to Montreal and my husband was going through school. Like we were, we were not making a lot of money. So we drove to Montreal. We packed our home toaster in the car with us. (laughs) And we we had a cooler that plugged into the cigarette lighter in the car. So it, it kept things cold the whole drive. Um, and so we had butter in there. I had brought English muffins and like other snacks, plates from home, knives, like I packed my kitchen. And drove I love it. it. I love it. And so in the morning in the hotel, we'd plug our toaster in and have our English muffins. So we didn't pay for breakfast. I'm down with that. Trip. I mean, yeah. I know. the other weird thing we did is we went to Iceland on our honeymoon and I didn't realize that when you go to these hot springs most of the time if uh if you didn't bring your own towel they charge you to rent a towel which seemed so ridiculous to me so we went in the bathroom and dried off with paper towels to avoid paying (laughs) (laughs) a i understand that but b i'm sure it looked kind of funny i'm you know yeah no what else what no judgment here like those are some <laughs> weird things that we have done to save money while we've been traveling i am down for it and if anybody ever uses these like tips for themselves do let us know oh I my need- gosh please tell me the weirdest thing that you've done to save money while traveling on our facebook or our instagram please i would love to hear it i like i like hearing weird stories for sure <laughs> now i have one for you um, so what's one thing while you've been traveling that you bought maybe by accident or got into a situation where you felt like I have to buy this, I'm here, that was really sort of way outside your budget? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I went to Vegas with my best friend and we flew like the early morning flight. It, I think I was up at like three in the morning. We flew to Vegas. We yes. finally got there at like noon. And we landed in the airport and we didn't have a plan for how we were going to get from our, from the hotel to, or from the airport to our hotel. So we just were like, oh, okay, here are all the cabs. Like, let's just get in one. And so it was like not far from, if anybody's been to Vegas, the airport to the strip is like so no, it's close. so close. It's yeah. so close. And so he drove us to our hotel and I think we paid... I want to say like 60, 50, 60 dollars for this cab ride. That was probably like three kilometers, like four. Oh I don't goodness. know. It really coming. Far. Seriously. They're like <laughs> tourists. And so on the way back to the airport, we, um, at the end of our trip, we got an Uber for $10 and I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I can't believe that we spent all of that money to get to our hotel when we could have paid $10. <laughs> like, 
Oh. Yeah. And Vegas isn't Vegas isn't cheap in general. So that money would have came in handy. Yeah, I could have gambled with it and maybe would have won more. I mean, who knows? Right. Right. Everybody's got a dream. <laughs> I think for me, again, we definitely have to do an episode on Iceland because it, there's so much to unpack. Um, but we went to one bar the whole time we were there and it was at the very end in Reykjavik and we thought it was happy hour for cocktails and we were so fancy. It was during World Cups. So we're like, let's get into the spirit and get a couple of martinis. So we got four espresso martinis, which Peter has um, done many times since we've got home for a much cheaper price because those four martinis in that bar in Reykjavik cost us $132 Canadian. That is <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah it was happy hour but that was for beer so we oh. really should yeah we should have read the sign a little, yeah, little so life lessons ask questions <laughs> yes don't be scared don't be scared to ask questions yeah and, we we, uh, we walked back to the hotel and we're, or the apartment we were staying at we're both like well nothing we can do about that now no. so <laughs> There was that. There's that. Yeah, we had a rule when we were in Iceland that if a restaurant had wine glasses already on the table when you were walking by the window, it was too expensive for us. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That is good. (laughs) It was... Well, whenever we saw people having alcohol in Iceland, we always thought, wow, they must be rich in restaurants. (laughs) Or they're like you and don't realize how much they're paying for this. Sadly, that might have been the case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, thank you again. Um, that's it for us. I can't believe. End of episode two. Um, we just wanted to thank everybody again who subscribed and downloaded our first episode. It means so much to us. And again, we're so excited to uh, share travel with you all. Yeah, I think we've been having a lot of great interactions. Um, You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, and we've definitely been having some fun conversations. Um, We've met a couple of other podcasters on there, and it's just been really fun to to become part of that community. And so we'd love to interact with you. You can show us some pictures of your your thing that you spent too much money on, maybe. Those chocolate martinis, (laughs) espresso martinis. And uh, or some travel mugs we've been sharing. Um, I know I have a, a large, large mug collection. So I've been sharing some pictures and I know Megan sh- shared a couple pictures of hers too. And, and you can even share other things that you collect on your travels. It doesn't have to be a mug. No, no, not at all. And really our travel blogs, um, as before, are listed in the show notes if you want to find out sort of what each of us are up to individually with our travel plans um, or future travel plans. And again, thanks for the support and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.